Welcome to the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast, where we redefine success and empower moms to thrive in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Kimberly, a wife, mom to four young kids, tech strategist, and business owner times three. We'll dive deep into the unique journey of moms who are taking charge, building businesses, and creating wealth, because we know that life is about so much more than just financial success. Join us as we explore the stories, triumphs, and challenges of these incredible women who are balancing entrepreneurship, motherhood, and everything in between. We'll discuss strategies for building thriving businesses, nurturing our relationships, and taking care of ourselves. Because let's face it, being a mom and a CEO requires a superpower. This isn't your average business podcast. We keep it real, raw, and relatable. Just genuine conversations with amazing CEO moms who are rocking their lives while building wealth on their terms. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, find a cozy spot, and get ready to be inspired, empowered, and know that you're not alone. Together, we'll shatter glass ceilings, redefine success, and show the world that being a CEO mom is the ultimate superpower. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to another solo episode of the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. Before we begin, did you know that we have a private podcast that spills everything you need to know about S-Corps? It is a quick five-episode series that shares everything that you need to know about becoming an S-Corp. And I decided to create this series because there's so many questions around should I become an S-Corp? Is it the right time for me? And it's not a one-size-fits-all, but I do feel like go be an S-Corp is thrown out there as quote-unquote tax strategy because it's it's something that many fellow business owners or tax preparers know about, but they don't actually really understand the ins and outs and the effect that becoming an S-Corp could have on other tax strategies that you might want to implement. So even if you're an S-Corp already, I highly recommend that you go take a listen so that you can make sure you're doing everything that you need to be doing as an S-Corp because I find that that is frequently not explained and not taken care of when someone tells you, oh, just go be an S-Corp so you can pay less in taxes. It's not quite that simple. Um, so I'll make sure to put that uh, link in the description if you want to go head over and take a quick listen uh, to our S-Corp Success Secrets private podcast. Um, so in today's episode, I recently did a training and I want to make sure that y'all hear it too. It was um, somebody had asked me to come in and do the training for them. And um, so uh, I think it's really, it's an important topic. And what we're going to chat about today is really important as you, you know, you're, it's at the end of the year, you're probably thinking about what 2024 is going to look like. Who do you need? Who do you need on your team? Who do you need to be outsourcing to, right? You're thinking about your 2024 goals. You're thinking about how you're going to accomplish the goals. And so today I really want to talk to you about the financial aspect of that and how everything kind of fits together. And the, the topic that we're going to talk about today is accrual versus cash basis financials and how these two different financial statements are going to impact these decisions that you're making. So I found that in this day and age, most taxpayers, most small business owners are filing their taxes on a cash basis. And as a rule, more bookkeepers are just keeping all of the financials purely on a cash basis. 
And what that means is when I say a cash basis, I mean when the cash comes in the door, when you collect it, when somebody pays you, you record that as income. And then when you pay an expense, you record that as a deduction. When I say accrual, it gets a little more complicated, but it's important to understand this concept. Oh, and I should say that everybody, that many taxpayers now file their tax returns, their business tax returns on a cash basis because, again, it's easier and it's more simple and you're only paying taxes on the money that you've collected in this year so that you have it available, right? But an accrual basis is important when you're making business decisions because it is a more accurate representation of the ebbs and flow of income and expenses in your business. So you really want to have financial statements on an accrual basis and financial statements on a cash basis. Cash basis because it gives you a better idea of cash flow and it's probably what you're going to be using to file your tax returns. So that is where your quarterly estimated tax amounts are going to come from. That's what we're looking at when we're uh, creating tax strategies for our clients, right? We need that cash report. Accrual, on the other hand, is let's say that you are um, a coach and you have a 12-month program and clients pay you $2,000 a month if they're on the payment plan or they could pay in full and then they could get a discount, right? And only have to pay $21,600 if they pay in full. So if they choose the payment plan and they're going to pay you $2,000 every month, right? You're going to get $2,000 of cash every month. So in its most simple form, without overcomplicating it here, your accrual and your cash are going to look a little more similar in that scenario, right? If they pay you in full, and in January, they give you $21,600. You've received cash of $21,600 in January. But that cash needs to sustain you over the entire year. Because you're probably going to have some expenses in February, March, April, so on and so forth to deliver those services to this client. You haven't actually earned all of the 21600 even though you've gotten the cash. And so what you want to do is you want to say, okay, in January, we really earned $1,800. And the remaining amount, we're going to earn $1,800 every single month. And when you do this, when you look at your finances on an accrual basis and you see that 1800 every month, you are now aligning the income, the revenue with the month that you provided those services to your clients and the month that you occurred, incurred any expenses for that client to perform those services. 
And so you're not going to feel that roller coaster up and down on your profit and loss statement. When you're calculating, because, you know, we want to talk about profit margins, right? We Gross revenues are great, but I want to know what your profit is. I want to know how much of that money is going into your pocket at the end of the day. Because I want you to be maximizing that. I don't want you to be losing money. And there's no way for you to know if you're actually profitable month over month to deliver this service if you're not spreading out that income month over month. Because it looks like you had 85% profitability in January and then you have negative 40% profitability in February, March, April, right? Because you're not showing the income for those months but you're still providing the service. You still have the expenses. And so when when we're making decisions about should we continue offering a service? Do we need to increase our prices on this service? Do we need to cut expenses on this service? We need to look at month over month what is actually happening. And you can't do that if you're recording all of it in the month that you receive the cash and you don't have an accrual profit and loss statement. So I also, so that's really important. You should be having both of those statements. And um, I kind of want to chat about real quick because this question came up in the training is, you know, who does what? And um, how do I know who I need? And what do they cost? And all of these things. And if you're, over six figures you should probably have a bookkeeper even if you're under six figures there in my opinion is a valid case for you to have a bookkeeper they're going to be outsourced right um i would say most of them start anywhere from 350 to 400 a month probably more averaging about five to six hundred a month especially if you're over six figures and they are the ones that should be providing you with this profit and loss statement, right? And if you have one and they're not also providing you with an accrual profit and loss, you need to have a conversation with them and ask them about that and figure out how you get that information so that you can be making these decisions in your business. The bookkeepers are the one looking at the the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month transactions, doing your reconciliations, right? Somebody else that you might need is a payroll provider. And so you might have Gusto or you might use QuickBooks Payroll. Um, I personally do not recommend ADP or Paychex. I've seen a lot of bad situations with them and they way overcharge. Um, But maybe your bookkeeper has you set up on Gusto and they're just monitoring it for you. But maybe you have an actual payroll, local payroll provider. You might also have a CFO, a chief financial officer, probably a fractional CFO. Sometimes we see this um, with the bookkeeper. The bookkeeper might also offer some CFO services. We also, I know some professionals in the industry, that's, that's all they do is offer CFO services. And you probably don't really need CFO services until you are in those upper six figures to seven figures, at least on a consistent basis. Not to say that maybe you don't need a 
one one-off CFO strategy call one to two times per year to check in right and make sure that you're on track to meet your financial goals but you definitely don't need someone on retainer just yet because those are going to start uh, the cheapest I've seen is probably about 2000 ish a month I would say you're looking at an average of three to four per month even up as high as I've seen six to eight thousand a month for CFO services right for those those multi seven figure firms out there then you also have tax preparers who are the ones that are just historically recreating whatever you provide them right um I I shudder to use the words H&R block please 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 don't use H&R block for your tax preparation needs um I've just I can't even I've I've lost count of how many horror stories we've had come to us uh, after using them and what we've seen. Um, But you're bringing them the documents once a year. They're putting them on your Form 1040 or your Schedule C, whatever that looks like for you. And that's it. You'll see them next year. Uh, Tax preparation services, I've seen cheap and and it's cheap on the $200 range for a Form 1040. Um, You know, all the way up to two three four five thousand for a business return depending on the level of complexity and the number of partners right what's important to know there is that's not proactively thinking about how to reduce your tax returns right that's not um analyzing your your quarterly estimated taxes every single quarter it's just very basic put the numbers on the form make sure that you are compliant with the irs and your state rules around income tax returns and then you have a tax strategist, which is which is what we do, um, and that is proactively and creatively working with someone throughout the entire year to make your business work for you so that you can keep more money in your pocket. So we like to call ourselves CPA on retainer with our packages. We are there for our clients as questions come up all year, we are checking in with them proactively. We're making sure that there's nothing that they forget to tell us. And we are always reviewing and considering what strategies they are using or looking at so that instead of having to pay $40,000 in taxes at the end of the year, maybe they're paying $25,000 or $20,000 or $15,000 in taxes throughout the year. And we're helping them calculate their estimated taxes and not just based on last year, right? And they get vouchers so that they can pay their 10000 a quarter. But what do they really owe each quarter based on what has happened so far in the year for them? And so to me, those are the main financial professionals that you need to be thinking about um, in your business, the evolution. So, you know, everybody should have a tax preparer, in my opinion, if they have a business. Uh, the tax strategist, we start working with clients uh, over the six-figure mark or very closely approaching the six-figure mark. Uh, we have added in by request from from uh, our bookkeepers and potential clients to add in um, some one-off calls for some strategy instead of being on retainer. And so we've added those in. Um, and I would say that clients who are approaching that six-figure mark are utilizing um, those services so that they can just make sure that they're doing everything that they can and maximizing their opportunities um, while they're not quite ready to be on retainer for tax strategies. Oh, and I would say tax strategists, you're looking at, you know, Minimum 5000 I saw on somebody's website that they did tax strategy for 1500 And um, that client, our client who had used them, yeah, that, 
tax strategy for 1500 is not real tax strategy that's it's uh I'm, i don't want to go off on a tangent here it's kind of a pet peeve that's um that's not tax strategy if somebody can do it for 1500 that's somebody who's attempting to take money from you and pretend that they know how to do tax strategy because there's just no way that that they can actually do it for for that amount um they're not trained and educated they're not keeping up with things they're not really diving deep into your into what's going on in your business for 1500 I would say you're looking more at five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand dollars um for an actual tax strategist to look at your financials and really save you tax dollars and do it right and do it well and be creative. Um, and then I also don't want you to forget about ones like financial advisors and attorneys, right? And so the way that we work with our clients is that We take a collaborative, holistic approach. So when we're thinking of a strategy, right, we want to talk to your bookkeeper. We want to talk to your financial advisor. We might need to consult your attorney because we have all of these different rules, right? The legal rules, the Department of Labor rules, which is, you know, what your financial advisor is usually looking at. Your bookkeeper is keeping track of everything, might have a better pulse on your cash flow, right? And so we're all working together, collab, wow, that's a hard word to say, y'all, collaboratively towards the goals that you want to achieve in the business. And so that's another thing, you know, when you're thinking about these professionals that you're going to be hiring, are they willing to work collaboratively to help you meet your goals? Um, Because unfortunately, we've had instances where clients have come to us with with others in their sphere and they're not very collaborative and it makes it harder for us to do their job. The other thing that I want to say is, you know, don't, you probably don't need a tax strategist or a CFO. You definitely don't need a CFO. You don't need those professionals if you don't already have a bookkeeper or you are very diligently, accurately, timely keeping your financials. But by far and large, if you don't have a bookkeeper, you're probably not ready for what we do yet, right? Because it makes it hard for like, what is your CFO or your tax strategist going to look at to make their decisions on if you don't have accurate bookkeeping records. Um, So typically that is the very first financial person that you want to welcome into your business's sphere to help you. And then of course we didn't even really touch on the personal side, right? But but personally, you know, outside of your business or if you, you know, if you happen to to listen to our podcast and you don't have a business yet, personally, um, you know, you might have a financial advisor. E- even if you aren't a business owner, you should still have a financial advisor, someone who is helping you work towards your investment and your retirement goals. There are personal financial coaches out there if maybe you feel like your spending's a little out of whack and you need some help get- getting a better grip on your budget. Maybe you're a business owner, but you still feel like you need um, someone to help you get a better grip on your personal budget. Uh, and so that would be more of a personal financial coach. And so those people exist out there as as well on the personal side so I hope that this quick run through of what a, like because you probably have heard as a business owner this accrual word get thrown out there and you're like I don't really know what that means right so I hope that this is helpful in explaining to you what that accrual word means in terms in very very basic terms of accounting how it's different from cash basis financials how you use a profit and loss statement on an accrual basis to make decisions versus what you're using a profit and loss statement on a cash basis for. And then I hope that this was a good quick refresher on 
you know, the different type of financial professionals out there, who you might need on your team as you go into 2024, right? Who you're going to outsource, maybe starting to interview some of them, get get a grasp on what their fees are going to be so you can build that into your budget so that you can say, you know, I really want to hire a bookkeeper and this is what it's going to cost me. And so how am I going to either set that money aside or get a new client so that I can afford that? That's usually my approach so that you can keep moving in the next direction and say, okay, I'm going to have a bookkeeper by Q2 of 2024 so that I can bring on a tax strategist by Q3 of 2024, right? And so you have a plan um, because you understand how this network works together for your betterment and reach helping you reach your business and personal goals. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any more questions, um, if there's something that was confusing or you just want more info on, you can always, always send me a DM on Instagram at Tara CPA Firm and I will be happy to try and answer your questions for you. And other than that, I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the CEO Moms Building Wealth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and found inspiration in the stories of our incredible CEO moms. If you found value in this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend who could benefit from our empowering conversations and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more listeners. This ensures we can continue to deliver content that resonates with you and together we can create a community of CEO moms who uplift and inspire one another. And remember, building wealth is about more than just financial success. It's about creating a life that fulfills and empowers you. So keep thriving, chasing your dreams, and nurturing your relationships. You're an extraordinary CEO mom. See you next time.